Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Dave Fairman, and this is Indefinitive Episode 01, first episode. Uh, if you didn't listen to the promo, Indefinitive is a basically a ride-along look at how I and the people I'm lucky enough to work with try to make movies. Um, in it, I plan to talk about our experiences we produce films, from writing to production to post and so on. Um, it's also a lot of interviews with other people, other filmmakers, about how they produce films. And that could be directors and actors and producers and so on. Uh, and then, of course, we'll also spend a lot of time talking about the movies and the shows that we're watching and thinking about. Uh, the stuff that really inspires us and, and makes us love uh, films and TV. I did want to say before we got into the episode that it's a really weird time right now. Um, it's a weird time to launch a podcast with the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, it's just still wreaking havoc everywhere as I record this. Um, here in Michigan and a lot of other places, we're under a shelter-in-place order, meaning we can't go anywhere that's not essential. Um, it's a really scary time. Obviously, very serious health scares, but also financial scares. Um, companies are trying to figure out how to stay open and, and keep customers. Uh, I know all of this you already know. It's just hard not to reiterate what a crazy and uncertain time this is. And as I got ready to put out the podcast, I really hesitated because, you know, when people are just worried about their family members being healthy and keeping a roof over their head, I wasn't really sure that uh, talking about our filmmaking journey really um, was that important. But at the same time, I know people are looking for things to do. So if there's any way we can help bring an hour or even five minutes of relief, um, something else for people to concentrate on, I figured that was okay. So we recorded this episode and, in fact, pretty much all of these first several episodes back uh, like mid-February before the impacts of the virus had really taken off, at least here in Michigan. So if it seems odd, we're not really acknowledging or talking about it, that's, that's why. For this episode, I sat down with Ashley Killips. Ashley is a friend and a frequent collaborator, and she'll be on this podcast a lot as a guest and a co-host. Uh, we've made a few short films together, and last year we released what was, for both of us, our first feature film, Debt. Uh, she played the main character, the main protagonist, Gina. Uh, she was in every scene. She was at every shoot every day, and I've said this before, but she never complained once and was just, uh, frankly, a joy to work with. So she's a great actor, but also works as a producer, a writer, really does a lot, and enjoys doing most things filmmaking, as you'll hear us talk about. So... Thanks for listening. Stay healthy out there and enjoy this conversation with Ashley Gillips. And I was like, I don't even know how to start because I don't really want to go. Yeah, what's your intro? Well, I don't really want to, and I'll probably just record the intro separately, but I don't want to just be like, all right, so tell me why you got involved in this or whatever. So. It's funny because I'm like, well, I, he's probably going to ask me that question, so It'll, I should we'll, think about it a little we'll bit. We'll talk about it, but yeah. Um, yeah. What, I, what I thought would be more interesting is, you know, we've, now we've worked on a lot of, I know I've known you to do a lot of different things mm -hmm. because you've acted, you've helped produce, mm -hmm. you helped write, and I know you're kind of like me and that you really love all of this. Mm -hmm. But if you had to pick, what is your favorite part? Mm -hmm. Are we rolling? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this is like, this oh. is like the nerdist version where oh, you just okay, kind of like go and Good. you don't even notice. So, um, I mean, I, I would say acting for sure. Um, I think being on set and it's tough because yeah, pr production and all, I enjoy all the production aspect of it, but I will say acting. Um, I love delving into a new character and, um, you know, kind of discovering, you know, over time to who this person is and, uh, getting to play around with it a little bit. Um, I love shoot days. They're long and sometimes strenuous, but they're so much fun and I wouldn't change them. Um, you know, 12 hour days, like I can't walk sometimes the next day, but I love it. You know, it's so, it's, it's awesome. Um, and you, I, when you first got involved in stuff, mm -hmm. were you, did you envision being acting or were you thinking you were going to be behind the scenes more? You know, I, I guess I wanted to act, but I didn't have the confidence to, to think that I could. Mm -hmm. Um, I knew I loved filmmaking. Um, I've always loved it. I like from being a kid, I, I just remember like I would always analyze movies and, and characters and, you know, I just, I had, I was a deep thinker at a young age and I, and filmmaking was always something I was, I loved. And 
I knew I kind of wanted to do in some way. I just didn't know, you know, how to get into it. And I wasn't as, um, I guess, outgoing as I am now. Um, well, the very first thing I ever did, I was an extra um, in five-year engagement. And that was exhilarating. Um, and it was something, it was something else outside of my comfort zone. I had never done before. Cause I drove, you know, I drove down to Detroit by myself. I got on this bus to shuttle me to the set all by myself. I didn't know anyone, but it, I knew like I wanted to do it. I was very excited. And was, after, was that, sorry, was that when, so when you decided to be the extra in five-year engagement, mm -hmm. was that something like you had stared at other extra announcements for like a year and this was the one that you finally were like, yes, it's this one. Kind or? of. Yeah. So I joined this um, website that, I mean, anybody can join it. I think it was like a one-time payment of $10 and then you would put in pictures and your specifications of, you know, what you look like, your height, your weight, all that kind of stuff. And then they would send you emails based off of extras that would fit your description, that kind of thing. And so I'd gotten a couple others, but it was one of those things where like I would make excuses of why, oh, I'm, I probably can't take off work that day or whatever it is. And then I remember this one was, it was just college student and I, I that was like mm. the, the title of the extra, you know? And I was like, just do it. You should just try it. Like, and a lot of the time when you would say yes, that you can do it, they would still, you still wouldn't get the job. Um, so, but this was the first time I actually said, yes, I'll do it. The other times this I the just first time, first time for, yeah. Okay. The other times I had just said no, I can't do it. Um, and then I received the follow up saying, like, great, you've been cast. Like, um, we'll be sending out a, a um, costume follow up or a wardrobe follow up. And um, I remember being so nervous and so scared. But I was like, no, this is good. This is good. You're gonna have fun with it. Like, you, you know, whatever. But then, you know, the funny thing is, as nervous as I was, as soon as I got there and like seeing the lights and seeing the camera, you know, seeing the director and everybody on set um, and all the actors that were on set, too, I was so in the moment and so excited and ready to do my college student part. Like, I just remember being all in like, I'm going to act the crap out of <laughs> out of the little that I'm given. And it's funny because I I you do see me on screen, I think, because I was. I was overacting a little bit, but it worked for whatever, whatever they were looking for. So you do catch some glimpses of me. So anyways, I, but once I was there, I was not nervous anymore. Like I was just actually being there and just seeing how much goes into it. It was so thrilling that I was like, I love this. This is everything I want it to be. So was that, was that the first time you had been on a set? Mm -hmm. at all really? yep. that was the first, yep. time, first ever. time ever oh wow okay yep. Yep. did you did you tell anybody that you were gonna go do this not really, really? no okay. i think i'm i think my mom knew maybe but i wasn't i had moved out so yeah i don't think she i think i kind of told her but i don't think i really explained what it was and then i made a facebook post i remember saying just you know being sappy about how this was the greatest day of my life kind of thing and and that's when that's when everybody else found out that that's what I did but then I do remember you know a year later or so when when the uh the movie came out um all my like my cousins and my family members they like we all went to go see the movie together and we were so excited because yeah you did get to see me on the big screen so that's the first time yes. I saw my actually saw myself on the big screen and it was like that was you know as thrilling as ever. And, you know, little did I know I'd actually like actually act later on. Right. So, but it was a great, it was a great start to where I didn't, there wasn't any pressure in, in anything I was doing, but it was a great way to kind of, I guess, get into that, uh, the spirit of like maybe what I had like been looking for the whole time. Like, okay, now I, I really know that I do really love this. Was it so, cause you said before that you, you were maybe not as confident mm -hmm. as, as you are now. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like after that, was it, now more acting or was it still just, I, I just want to be involved. I just want to be involved. It was a hundred percent of, I don't care what I do. I'll just be a PA and I'll just go get tape and go do, you know, whatever you sure. need for me. Um, I just want to be on set and I just want to learn. That was my, my next thing is I just want to kind of sit back and watch how everybody does it. Cause as much as I've, you know, studied it, in my own way from the couch and from, you know, looking at videos. And I really didn't have much of a sense of what, what everything was and how, you know, and I've learned so much. I, you know, there's still a ton I don't know. And I'm sure everybody's learning every day, you know, in this industry. But I think, um, I, at first I was just like, I just want to be on a set again. I don't care what my job is. I just want to be there. Um, and I had interest in acting. Sure. But I, at that point I still wasn't at that stage where I was like, no, I'm not an actor. I just want to be, a, you know, I want to be on set.
what point did you start thinking, all right, maybe I can be an actor? So my friend Jeremy, um, he had a script that he had written um, and he, I remember he reached out to me and he said, I have this small role. It's only a couple lines. Um, but I think you'd be, you'd really fit the part, like the look, the style. Um, you just have like the, you're like the person that I, you know, can visualize for this role. And I remember really sitting back and thinking, um, cause I had, I had talked to him just briefly in the past cause I knew he was a filmmaker, but you know, and then when he actually reached out to me, I was like me acting. Like I, I remember thinking, well, I don't, why would you, I don't think that's accurate at all. I don't think I could do that. And then I think I, I sat back and I think I talked to some friends and I talked to my sister and I was like, and they were like, you should just do it. Why, why not just try it? Like just, you should just, you know, you can do it. I know you can do it. And so then I really kind of like deep dived into my, into my soul and, <laughs> and then, uh, I don't know. I was like, yeah, you know, why, why not? Just, just go for it. Like, what do you have to lose? And so then, you know, getting the script and reading my lines and really thinking, um, like you understand how this works. Like I, I, you know, I'm like, I just have to have the confidence. And that's what I'm saying. Like I, I slowly gained confidence after that point. Um, and I had had a couple other, like in high school, um, I took a speech class. You had to take speech. And I remember a couple of times we had to like write and perform our own plays and things like that. And I, as nervous as I would be beforehand, as soon as I was just doing them. I remember being very confident and getting a lot of laughs. And so I had little moments in my past where I, I now looking back, like, oh yeah, you did like acting and you were, you know, I guess studying it in your own way. But I think it took really getting a script in front of me and visualizing myself in a role in a movie to, for me to gain the confidence to actually try it and do it. So. I think that's really interesting. The you know, I obviously, you know, I, I came late to getting involved in filmmaking too. And it was kind mm -hmm. of something like that where it's like all of a sudden something clicks and you go, oh, yeah. Yeah. all right, this is what I was supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm very jealous of the people that know at eight years old that like, they're like, yeah, this is exactly what I'm going right. to do. And, you know, uh, healthily jealous. I'm not like, <laughs> uh, like obsessively jealous, but, so you know, that is there's a certain point where you go, oh, mm -hmm. this is... This is why I watch the DVD extras yeah. for over and over again and why my wife doesn't care. Yeah. Like, you know, like it's like, like oh, why wait, I was the only different. seven year old that <laughs> cared about all the DVD extras. Like, you know. Right. Exactly. So we'll skip ahead a little bit. Mm -hmm. So now you've done a feature film. Mm -hmm. What was that process like as far as being an actor in something that you know, big from a, from a commitment standpoint, not necessarily scale of a movie or sure. anything, but like what was, what was, how did that experience compared to what you might've thought it was going to be? I didn't. Yeah. And I, I don't think I had a lot. I had obviously had nothing to base it off of. So, um, there wasn't really any, there was moments where I had some pressure where I felt, um, but it was more like specific scenes. Um, I didn't let myself think, on the whole as much like if you you are in every single scene of this movie if you don't do it well like the whole movie fails like I didn't let myself think that way I just kind of from a day-to-day -day basis you know scene to scene that kind of thing um I think overall like I was just so ready to take something big on um and doing a couple short films before that um that did help me to kind of to to gain some insight into I guess myself as an actor and, um, how things operated too. So I was, I was ready. I was very ready to, to take on the role. Um, it was honestly, it was the most fun I've ever had. It was like the greatest experience. Um, it was, what, what did you like about it? Oh, I mean, I think it was great to collaborate with a bunch of like-minded people, um, that were, you know, we were all working towards the same goal. Everybody was as excited as I was, you know, to be on set every day um, or every time we were on set, um, you know, weekend shoots. You know, we I just remember like so looking forward to those weekend shoots. You know, I you know, I'm just just devote your time to the character. But I mean, it's it's also more it's you know, it's the family aspect of all these people that, you know, we were all working so hard to create this thing that, you know, in the end like we're all so proud of. Um, so I think that's probably what I like is like that community um, feeling. Cause I think that that is kind of what I noticed on my, on being on five year engagement. Just, I, I kind of sat back and watched just, 
you know, this person laughing with this person and sound guys doing this. And, you know, and I'm like, it's just a big old family. It's a, you know, filmmaking community. And I don't know. I just, I think, uh, from start to finish, I just really enjoyed the entire process and I, I learned a lot and I'm just excited to kind of keep learning and moving forward. So, so I'm, I'm kind of curious about this because, mm-hmm. you know, we've, I have obviously my own perspective, but when you think back about like how it all came together, mm-hmm. like how do you explain it to people? How, how you got involved in that project? Oh, um, I mean, I honestly start from the beginning of, um, tracker is, mm. is typically how I start with, I usually start from that story because I do, people ask me all the time, how did you get involved in this? Like, how sure. did you, where did you start? And I usually kind of start with my spiel of like, well, I've always been interested in doing that. And I always kind of wanted to, to act and be a filmmaker. Um, but I said, it wasn't until I got tracker. Um, and actually that was like an actual audition which was nerve wracking. Cause I was like, I never auditioned for anything before. Like I, there was, there was no audition process in any of the other things I've ever done. So it was like an, an audition. Um, but I think after that, was that, the first audition I ever held as well. So <laughs> you did great. And uh, apparently I did yes, great. Exactly. So, <laughs> um, and I didn't know what to expect at all. Like, you know, and I knew Ashley, but I didn't know I'm, you know, she's like this director and I'm like, okay, are you sure? Like, why, why me? Like, are you sure? And she's like, yeah, you'd be great. You know? So anyways, I start, I always start from tracker and then like meeting you and like getting to know Ashley and everybody else involved. Um, and then I think it was a pretty easy like transition. Like, I think it, it, I don't even know if we really had to say like, Hey, do you want to work on something else together? It was like, that was a great experience. Let's just keep making movies or let's just keep doing this. So, um, I usually, that's kind of how I explain it. Like I just kind of met these people and then we just all are in love with filmmaking. You just want to keep going. So it was a pretty, uh, a smooth, I think, uh, I don't know, a transition, I guess is the only word I can think of from just meeting everybody and wanting to be filmmakers together. So what do you remember? Like what, I guess days or, or what, what memories stand out the most from making that? Mm. I think we always Every time anybody asks me or ask any of one of us, I always go to the um, the climax weekend um, at the um, warehouse, and that's primarily because everybody was there sure. for the most part. So it was just a ton of energy, um, and everybody was excited. And that was also the most fight scenes in a row <laughs> that I <laughs> right. had to do. Um, it was a lot of action that weekend. It was just yes. a lot of action, but so much fun. And like watching, um, like Phil nailed his dialogue in that one scene and AJ nailed his dialogue in the other scene that I'm not going to say. And <laughs> it, yeah, it was just, um, and there was, we were just, the, you know, we had like a little wardrobe set up. I remember thinking like, we've got this makeup station, we've got this wardrobe area and we're like, we're on a real set. Like, not that we weren't before, but I just think it was like the warehouse aspect. There was a ton of people running around doing different jobs, but everybody was on top of it. Everybody kind of knew what their role was and what needed to be done. And I mean, for how much we had to shoot in those days, we we were pretty I, we were on schedule the entire time, and we didn't really falter from that. And I just remember, like, this is great, this is awesome. And I was so exhausted by the end and, <laughs> and bruised from head to toe, but I it was so much fun. So I always go back to that one. Um, so what I'm always fascinated by this, like, what and your method may I'm, I'm assuming will have continuing to develop over time, but what do you do when you prepare for a role? So I guess I start my first thought or my first thing I do is I visualize what, um, she looks like, Mm. like I start from like hair wardrobe. Like I kind of start from the outside. I don't know why, but I, I think like, okay, what, what's her look? What's her, what's her vibe? What, what's, what, what is she about? Um, and I do kind of, because I already have ideas for other roles that we've been discussing about what that girl is going to look like. Sure. Um, and then I kind of have, I think about backstory too. It, sorry. So it sure. goes as far as like, or like specific articles of clothing. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're like picturing mm-hmm. these boots and this mm-hmm. jacket or whatever. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Interesting. I, and I don't know, I don't know why, maybe it just yeah. helps me to get sure. into the mindset. Um, and then I, yeah, I kind of think about maybe backstory a little bit. Like I just try to, f- think about who she is and what, why she is the way she is, like, no matter, you know, um, 
and it obviously helps if like the script has that info in it too. Sure. But you know, even if it doesn't, I mean, <laughs> even if it's just a, um, you know, because I did a um, Love Immortal and. Robert was very kind to give me backstory on a character and I, I didn't have very many lines, but I thought it was cool that he kind of gave me like, this is kind of, this is where she's coming from. This is why she's doing what she, you know, what she is. And I found that helpful because I kind of do that anyways. Um, do you, while helpful, do you like having that provided or do you like to create that yourself? Uh, I kind of like to create it myself. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No, that's good. Um, only because I. It's it, less work for me. So <laughs> right. There I'm, you go. I'm, I'm good with that. <laughs> the only problem that obviously can arise with that is if I create this whole backstory and this whole thing in my head and then it's maybe not, but then maybe the director's like, no, that's not anything sure. that, you know, so that obviously can, yeah, and it can change and I can adapt. I'm adaptable. So, um, but I just, that's just kind of how I like to, I guess, approach a role and I haven't had very many roles. So I am sure. looking forward to learning and growing. Yeah. So do you. Obviously, you're reading the script. Are you you're doing all that before you're really even memorizing lines and stuff? Correct. You're just doing that as you're picturing, and it that's as like you're early, yeah, it. and that's early on. But no, I, I think a lot. Yeah, even as I'm learning lines too, I still am kind of thinking. Um, well, I think you have to think motivation, and mm-hmm. um, even if it's just a simple scene, you still have to have some sort of motivation for why the character is doing what they're doing. Um, but as far as yeah, lines, um, that's a different story. Is I like to read through, you know, if we're just prepping a couple scenes, whatever it is, I just read through it multiple times in my head, read through it, read through it. And then I'll read it out loud and I'll say it out loud. A couple, you know, variations. I, I say it, you know, this way, that way, see what, you know, sounds good. Um, maybe text you and say, Hey, can I say this line instead of that line or something? You know, if it doesn't feel right. Um, and then I like to say it in front of the mirror too. I mm. like to like, actually talk to myself in the mirror. Okay. I don't know if maybe it's just, I don't know if other people do this, but I like to say it out loud so I can see what my face looks like when I say it. Okay. Um, yeah. Have you, have you found that, <laughs> it's, that it's weird now that I say it out loud, but that's <laughs> I don't what think I it's do. weird at all. It's no different than taping yourself. Sure, like, sure. You know, yeah. Have you found that that has, um, I guess influenced the way you've said things. Are there things where you've said it in front of the mirror and then you've been like, Oh, actually I don't, I don't yeah. really, really. For okay. sure. mm-hmm. Yeah. Where I'm like, no, don't, don't say that. Really? Don't okay. do it like that. Yeah. Um, and then obviously that's that's just kind of how I memorize them. I I tend to like to learn like all the lines, like other people's lines too. I just mm-hmm. like to um I, I just want to know the scene in and out sure. and then that they then when we're actually shooting, I don't really have to think about what's the next line mm-hmm. or what cuz you can, you know, you can just go with the flow and if somebody skips a line or flubs something, you know you're not like waiting for him to say or her to say that one word, right, you know, right. you can just kind of go in and if it does, if it maybe the scene works great without that one thing in it and you didn't stop or whatever it is. So, and that way I'm more fresh. Like I don't have to think about the words. I can kind of, you know, I've practiced some different ways and I've watched myself do them, but really when I come get there on that day, I can just, just do it. Just not act, just, sure, uh, sure. you know, be whoever the person is. So. So do you like having the script verbatim? And I, and I don't mean like improv, but like mm-hmm. everything we've worked on, everything has been pretty tightly scripted mm-hmm. and you've done pretty much verbatim what's on the page. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, because of the way we, sh- we shoot everything, I, I kind of generally try to say, okay, well, if anybody has any input, let's do it. But once yeah. we decide on the way, let's do it, that, it way. that way. Right. Um, just because we don't have time to keep doing alts and doing a bunch of different things. So do you like that or do you, do you wish that there was more opportunity to play with that kind of thing? Um, you know, I, I guess I haven't thought about it too much. And I think I probably prefer more of the structure of just following the lines that are written. Um, but I think maybe it depended on for me at least, what kind of movie we're making, Sure, maybe. I could see on a comedy for sure, us just kind of, you know, maybe ad-libbing and just kind of going with it. And I guess it depends on the scene too. Um, like the one long monologue scene for Gina in in Debt, um, when she's talking about her past, I really wanted to, like I wanted to do that for like verbatim. Mm-hmm. I didn't really want to play around with any of that. So that was like a, more of a dramatic scene, but I, I guess I could see other scenes maybe, you know, kind of playing around with it. Um, I wouldn't mind trying it. I've never really, we haven't done it yet. Right, so right. I'd be, I'd be interested in doing it. I, but I, yeah, I think I maybe have, I've never done theater, but I sometimes think I have almost like a theater brain where I just kind of like 
learn the script, sure. do the script. And, um, but that's the only really, that's the only real way I've done it. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'd enjoy just kind of a test. I'm, I'm fascinated by other approaches that, you know, the curb your enthusiasm approaches right. where they improv basically the whole right. around a structure and do all that. And, and obviously that's not anything we've ever attempted. But, no. Um, well, I, I, saw, I saw this, um, one of those round tables, um, mm-hmm. and it was the, uh, I think it was the women's round table for like the Oscars and um, Laura Dern and Scarlett Johansson were talking about how Noah Baumbach just, you cannot add any words or change anything in the script. You have to learn it verbatim. And if you don't, or if you like add a, so in there when there's not supposed to be, he'll stop. So you really wow. have to get it. And uh, I mean, we're not that strict, right? But, but I can't, but like, to me, that's like, that's like a lot of pressure. Like I, I like that. I like to keep to script, but I don't like, I wouldn't like the pressure of if you add anything in that's it right. like you cannot do that so i found I that very interesting i'm not capable of that level of control <laughs> right. like i don't know the script that well to to be like oh you added in a so oh i didn't so i would i would never notice it would <laughs> <laughs> there i i shouldn't there are little things that um the things that stick out that are particular that you that you notice that you're like oh i always heard it with this particular inflection or this particular mm-hmm. space or this particular whatever but on the whole mm-hmm. um yeah, you could you could say a different word, and, I, and if it worked, I would not necessarily even. I, I definitely wouldn't stop anything. No, I, I'm I might, bad an eyelash. <laughs> I, I would. I might notice, but I wouldn't stop it if it worked. Right. So, but maybe that's why he's Noah Baumbach. So. True. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Very true. So, um, what do you think? I mean, obviously, you've done. A few, you know, we've done a few shorts. You've done a feature. Mm-hmm. Um, you've you've are a student of like filmmaking and acting and stuff. Mm-hmm. What do you think people don't really realize about acting? I think how maybe they don't understand how immersive it is and how much work you really put into it. it it's not, and I'm not, I'm not like, I haven't done this for very long, so it's hard for me to say, but the, I guess the, the preparation is a lot more work than, than people realize and, and staying in character. I think a lot of people maybe can just jump in and out. And it's not like I was like serious the entire time, if it was mm-hmm. a serious scene or whatever, but it does take a certain amount of concentration. And if, if you're not focused on what you're doing, I don't think it's just going to necessarily come naturally. Maybe some people are really good and they, it doesn't matter, but you know, there's, there's certain times where like, you know, you, you know, it's maybe a somber scene or something and you know, you, it does take a certain level of, of focus and, um, and like feeling to really get there and have to kind of drown out the world. But I think I'm exhausted in a different way at the end of a filming day that I am from any other day. And I, I haven't really pinpointed what that is yet. And I don't know mm. if it's like an emotional exhaustion of just using your brain <laughs> on stop sure, maybe. Sure. I, cause I know you're, I mean, you're exhausted at the end of the of mm-hmm. filming days, but you know, you're doing all the behind the scenes stuff too. And I, I don't know, there's, there's just a different, um, feeling of being in front of the camera and I think my brain's always running a mile a minute and, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I haven't been able to really pinpoint what it is. Um, do you feel like you've noticed any difference in yourself in the time you've done it? Like as far as comfort level, increasing over time you know do you do you feel as nervous now when you go to act as you did the first time you went or do you feel more comfortable I do feel more comfortable and I do feel more confident um I still have that like underlying and I've heard a lot of people talk about this of like that imposter syndrome of like somebody's gonna find out that you can't do this that you're not good (laughs) um and it's still there it's always there um where I'm like, I'm not a real actor. Like, I don't, you know, I, I don't know what I'm doing at all. Um, and somebody's going to find out. But I think my confidence level um, has definitely increased. And my the comfort, comfortability in front of the camera is definitely, um, yeah, even, you know, while we were shooting Debt, um, I got another movie. And I, that normally would have made me pause and, like, like uh, there would have been a point of being nervous and, like, are you sure and whatever. But I just kind of was like, yeah, sounds good did it like went to set did my you know did 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 my thing and then we're right back into it and I I thinking back now I'm like oh wow I'm like really proud of myself that I didn't um overthink it Mm -hmm. I didn't um I wasn't nervous like I you know we just kind of we just did the scene and I didn't think too much about it and um I'm proud of myself for not not getting too nervous and and talking myself down what was so what was that experience like going to film Love Immortal 
I was, it was, and it was different. They had, um, they are, they're kind of part of like a film school. So they have a lot, um, different equipment and they have, um, a lot of students that were helping on set too. Mm. So each individual person had a very specific role. Um, not like, Hey, who can, who's going to hold this boom mic sure. for right now? Or like who can <laughs> right. somebody go start the recorder or whatever. It was not that that's bad, but you know, we have, we have limited um, crew members. Like we right, kind of, right. you know, and they had a very different setup um, and they were very like, go, go, go. Um, you know, they had a whole makeup room and they had a whole, you know, it was just, it felt a little bit bigger, um, mm-hmm. a little bit more intimidating for sure. And a lot of the people that were on the set um, have been in, you know, 15 feature films. So it, it was just different than, you know, me where I was the lead in a feature film and I had never done one. So, <laughs> you know, it was, it was just a lot more, um, more experienced, more experienced, I yeah. guess is, is, is the, I don't want, and I don't want to talk down our set because no, I think we did fantastic, but you're just more experienced. Yeah. Um, having done that, what do you feel like, um, what do you feel like were some of the benefits you were able to take away for yourself as a result of having done, you know, that a, a larger film or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, I think that um, it was a little bit faster paced, and we didn't do very many takes, so it was more like being on point, you know, hitting your mark, doing it right the first time, the second time, and that was it. So, and I, I try to do that anyways. Mm-hmm. I would say, but um, I think seeing that in action, where um, and I've heard people talk about this with like if you ever have done TV, like you don't really have a lot of time to mess up. You know, you've you've got to be on it and you've got to go and you just you know, it's no off days for you. You know, sure. Um, so I kind of I, I enjoyed that aspect of it too. So I think I, yeah, it was just seeing that that different um, different way of it being done um, a little bit faster, a little bit more. You know, you have to be on point. But I enjoyed it. I mean, I thought it was it was a great little experience, um, and it was only one day, so it wasn't, sure. you know. But I think that's interesting that they they were moving that quickly, and that you didn't do a lot of takes. Mm-mm. I've always been super fascinated. Would love to go observe someone like David Fincher, right? Who does forty five takes, ninety takes, a hundred takes, or whatever. Do you feel like, as an actor, like do you would you want to try something like that, or does just that thought seem seem overwhelming? So I always, I always think about, and I know you're not a horror movie buff, but I always think about these stories I've heard of Stanley Kubrick on the set of The Shining, mm. where he made Shelley Duvall do so many takes that she literally was so emotionally exhausted <laughs> that that is why she, that performance in the movie is the way it is because she was, Shelley Duvall herself was physically like just lot like losing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I want to go that far. <laughs> That's like the level that I always go to first. Um, but I think like a, you know, a few steps above that, um, or below that, I guess, where I I think it'd be interesting, but I always kind of think like the, a lot of times the first few takes you do are kind of the best takes anyways. Mm. And then after that, and I don't know if this is true at all. I think maybe for myself, it feels like this, but maybe if I just continued, maybe something random would come out, take 40, you know, who knows? But I think when I do, I guess just my feelings, a lot of times the first few takes I do are the best and most genuine. And then after that. Maybe I'm trying too hard to change it up or something. I don't know mm. if that's. I don't know. You tell me. You've, no, that, you've watched. Yeah, that, you've, no, wa- you've watched I, me. I don't know if that's <laughs> if I'm just overthinking it. But I, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I mean, we've never done forty takes. True. Of anything. True. Um, and I would say that usually by about take three, I would say usually you're in the pocket, as yeah. they say, or whatever. <laughs> um, and I and I wouldn't. I I don't feel like there's a huge. Uh, amount of deterioration as we keep going. Oh, that's good. That's um, good to hear. I would, I would not say, you know, cause I don't, I don't think we've ever done more than like seven or eight no. takes on a, on a, on your side of anything. Anyway. No. Um, so I, I can't say that take six is usually where you fall off a cliff. I would, I would not say, I would not say <laughs> you're that just, at all. You're so. just awful. Like take six. You're the worst. <laughs> so, I mean, there, there's, there are um, certainly instances with, and it's not necessarily even just people, just certain scenes sure. where where things kind of do start to fall apart as you do it more. Yeah. So some of is, the action scenes, I mean, some sure. of the or like the just physically, like where I'm just yelling nonstop. Right, you know, there are right. some at a point where I'm <laughs> can't yell anymore. But, yeah. Um, I think it'd be interesting. Sure. To see what happened. I, I just I I just find it fascinating because obviously it mm-hmm. works. He's you know sure. he's great one of the greatest filmmakers there is, but you also get actors that 
love it and then actors that would never work with him again. So right. I, I just I just find it like a fascinating. Method. I do find it interesting. So as you look back at like what you've done and what you're pursuing and, and those types of things, what are you the most proud of? Not necessarily like a specific film per se, but right. like like what do you what do you look the most fondly on or what are you the most proud of? I th- I think I'm the most proud of the fact that I actually did it and did what I wanted to do. Sure. Um, because I think there was, you know, I was 18, going, like ready to go to college and in the back of my mind thinking, go to film school. But then like, no, that's not realistic. Do a realistic thing. And I kind of had that mindset all always. So I'm proud that I actually pursued my passion and that it's been fulfilling um, mm-hmm. and that, you know, that I can produce, you know, that we produced a feature film. I'm, pr- I'm proud of all of the work I've done, but I think like the feature film for sure. I think that was a ton of work. That was two years of time, you know? Um, and I, I'm very proud of that movie specifically, but I think just in general that I've like actually take, like talked myself out of that spot of not being confident or not thinking like, cause why not? Like that's, that's my biggest thing that I tell people a lot of times, like, why not just try it? You know, who cares if you fail and you fail, you know, you tried it at least, but, and I'm so glad that I, I, I did finally, um, pursue something that I've always, I think I've always wanted to do. And it took a long time for me to realize that I always wanted to do it. So that's probably what I'm most proud of. If you could remove any barriers and constraints, what type of project would you want to do and why? Mm. What's your what's your dream project? Oh, wow. That's a good question. I would probably want to do something where like the character I would I would want to act specifically act in something where the character is so far removed from who I am. So whether that's like a like a Game of Thrones type of character mm. or like um mm-hmm. some sort of sci-fi alien, I don't know, but I, I would love to just really You want to be in the crown? Yes. <laughs> I just want to be something so different. I mean, you know, like Gina, Gina was a badass and like a lot different from me as a person, but I still, I can still like, I guess, understand Gina. Maybe. Yeah. So maybe like a really evil character would be great. Interesting. Maybe something really just not, you know, I'm trying to think of a super evil character, but no, just something that's maybe I can't find any commonality with. And then that would be fun to have to get into that mindset of that character and then see where they're coming from. So in a way, so then have to find that commonality. Do you know okay. what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, but, totally. Um, and then I think outside of just acting, I would like to someday write and direct my own thing. Hmm. So I would really love to do that. I don't know if I want to go full like Clint Eastwood or Bradley Cooper and like act in it act too, in it, right. but maybe okay. if the opportunity arose. I would recommend not acting in the first one. Yeah. I, that's I my thing. I can't yeah. even imagine. Well, it just sounds like so much work. Like yeah. I, I would just rather focus on all of – because especially if the first thing I ever direct, I don't want to have to also – the first time I direct, also act in it. That just sure. seems like – Right. Yeah. Like yeah, I'll just crash and burn. So you know what's interesting? You were talking about you want to be a character that's very different from you. Mm-hmm. And so like the last – I mean if you include projects in the works, the last four things I've written – Mm-hmm. have been for you in mind, sure. like with you in mind, right. knowing you were going to play that character. Yeah. And so when I'm writing, I'm imagining you. Right. And I, and I'm, I'm trying not to make it you like right. I'm not, I'm not, but I'm, but I am picturing you saying mm-hmm. things. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, so it is just interesting to think that that kind of limits that ability for it to be that different from you. Right. Whereas if it was just some other character, uh, that I had written that it was like just a random character. you know just a random just character. write you should just write something and then I'll just be like um like Aubrey Plaza how she just took over that male character and just made it her own in that sure. one TV show she's like no actually I'm just gonna be this guy right, I'll so just I'll just take this. over some random character yeah it was interesting as you were talking I was like I, I've written with you well and that's for it. that's kind of why I wanted to change my hair color mm-hmm. in in one of our newer ones you yeah, know yeah. where I'm like. Well, I just need to change my hair then because I, at least I can just be a whole new, not that I have to, but I want to, I just want to, I just want to be like different. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, what is your best piece of movie memorabilia? Like a physical piece or like, like, what like you- something like either like a, a souvenir or something mm-hmm. you have. I mean, it, you could say from the movies you've been in, but I don't think you have a <laughs> whole lot from our movies. So, uh, what it was just, what is the coolest, like uh, piece of movie memorabilia that you have? 
I do have, um, I guess probably the, the coolest I have is a, um, a script of uh, Kill Bill Volume 1 and really? 2. I have it one giant book that is the script, like, um, you know, screen to, script to screen or whatever. It's okay. like word for word what the movies are um, that my friend got off eBay for me on my birthday. That's excellent. So that is probably the coolest Is it piece. Is it an actual, like, rough script? Like, are there, is everything the same as in the movie? It's the same as in it's the movie. It's the same as in mm-hmm. the movie? Okay. Well, I mean, I've, I've read through it. I guess I haven't compared it to them, but I sure. think it, it seems like it's it's very nice. detailed down to every single little, you know. So um, it's very cool. That's very cool. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, yeah. Um, I keep thinking back. I mean, I used to have things like I was really obsessed with um, Gremlins mm. when I was a kid, and I used really? to have like a, uh, oh shoot, now I forgot the name. The little Gremlin. The Mogwai. Yeah. What's his name? Why can't I remember the name? Gizmo. Gizmo. Jeez. <laughs> Gizmo. Damn. <laughs> so I loved Gremlins um, as a kid, and I had a little Gizmo um, stuffed animal puppet thing, and that was like my favorite, like, I don't know, my favorite little piece of movie memorabilia as a kid. I was Gizmo for Halloween oh. one year. <laughs> when you were when I 30? W- when I was 30. <laughs> um, when I was... I don't know, high single digits. It was mm-hmm. probably seven, eight, mm-hmm. nine, somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, my mom made it, I think. Oh. Um, probably looked There are cool. pictures somewhere. <laughs> I don't uh I don't have them on my phone or anything, but I know that they exist. They exist somewhere. Uh, yeah. It was it was pretty pretty elaborate. Oh man. That's awesome. <laughs> so my mom didn't make any costumes, so I just got the store bought ones. But the store bought ones from like they've only gotten better recently. Mm. I remember I have the, we have this picture of me and uh I was Snow White when I was like five, maybe, okay. and it came with a mask to be Snow White. Oh, sure, and yeah, it's yeah. terrifying. Like, it's like a plastic, a plastic, plastic mask, mask, and it looks awful and it's scary. <laughs> like it doesn't look good at all. I'm like, right. why couldn't you? Why do you need a mask to be Snow White? Just like put your hair <laughs> up, and, right, I don't, exactly. or you get a wig or something. But no, I had that freaky mask. So, <laughs> I think though that was at the same time where it was at, they just all did. Like I had mm-hmm. the He Man one mm-hmm. with the mask. You know, yeah. it was the same. Just a thing. Thing you didn't necessarily need a He-Man mask. Mm-mm. You could just wear the costume. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you weren't trying to be. I don't, yeah, I don't know. That's great. So, if you could be responsible, I, I think I have guesses on this one. I have two guesses, mm-hmm. but if you could be responsible for one piece of work, like let's say it could be, you could have been involved as a star, as the director, as whatever. If you could pick, if you could alter history, and you would be responsible for one piece of work, what would it be? Oh my! And you have an answer. What have, you think I will say? I have two guesses oh my just gosh, based I, on things I think you know but that, that I think oh, you like. But. Okay. <laughs> so maybe this is one. X-Files. Yeah. Okay, would, good. Yeah. For a second, I was like, I have no idea. But no, no, <laughs> X-Files, a thousand percent. Um, I wanted to be Scully. I wanted to be Jillian Anderson. I wish I was Jillian Anderson and got discovered when I was like 22, 23. Um, yeah, X-Files for sure. A thousand percent. And why? Um. Well, X Files is my favorite show. Okay. <laughs> um, so that's number one why. But I, it had a huge impact on me as a kid. From a, uh, I was really into like true crime, like unsolved mysteries. Um, I mean, I was five when I watched X Files, but no, I was just it was the the spooky. I, I loved scary things. I loved you know aliens, and I just loved all of the the unexplained things that happened. I was a very I've already said this, so I sound repetitive, but I was like a really deep thinking kid. So I just remember having questions about the universe when mm-hmm. I was like five years old. Who knows why? But I think I loved the show and just that it was about all these unexplained phenomena. Um, and then specifically, I loved Mulder and Scully in that dynamic. And I wanted to be Scully. I wanted to be in the FBI. And I remember I used to take my little journal around the neighborhood and like write down what I saw and like be like a little like investigator like it was just like yeah I loved it and I yeah I wanted to be her um it just yeah it had a huge impact impact on me and it's still to this day I think about it yeah I'm 30 years old now and like I remember remember watching the show when I was a kid and just loving it I don't yeah and I don't know what it was but I did so that's your thing Mm -hmm. uh one more weird just kind of like wait wait before you go to that yeah. what's what's your other what was your other thing though my other guess w- would have been probably Shawshank cuz oh know yeah how much yeah that's that, true so that's not really a role for me in that one though well not as an actress no so but, i will but. say yeah so you are right though because Stephen King is my favorite um 
And so anything Stephen King related that I could have been in or could be in in the future would be a dream because I Stephen King is very uh, big on like influence in my life as well. Okay. Also goes back to the spooky whatever, but <laughs> but he yeah he was like that when I was like ready to read like novels that's what I read like I was like got I remember I got the I got Carrie. Okay. Um, How old were you reading Carrie? Oh. I was probably nine. Nine? All right. I got it at a flea market. My grandma used to take me to a flea market, and I got it at the flea market when I was nine. And it's written really differently, and that's his first book he ever read, too. But it's written different. Um, but I remember being so, like, in awe of it, and I just kind of didn't stop reading his his novels after that. And I remember doing book reports on them way too young for the <laughs> class, like, doing a book report on it. Oh, nice. Which has a lot of not child appropriate things sure. in there when I was maybe I was probably 14 so not maybe okay. I guess not too bad but right. but still way beyond like the capacity for the other students to even like know what I'm talking about like it was just not on their level but no that was, yeah so anything Stephen King too um random rapid fire stuff here but mm-hmm. and this is kind of weird because it may very well be for me but <laughs> what's the I guess the weirdest or strangest or memorable direction you've ever been given oh does anything come to mind i have a memory but it's so distant that i can't remember this the specifications of it but i do remember you saying something where you're like do it this way but see this story is terrible because i don't remember what you said (laughs) i mean if nothing stands out then i guess it's nothing crazy no i think you're good i think there was one time where you're like do it like this and then i did it and you're like nah do it the other way (laughs) like i just i remember that but i don't remember what it was that (laughs) happens a lot so that to, to me anyway so um, like didn't i do it like that before They're like yeah i don't know just go back to the other way I'm like okay that's uh that's i won't speak for all that's my version of a director being like oh no i was wrong i uh, no, i was <laughs> i was actually wrong on that one don't or, or i didn't explain it well so let's go back and, and reset try again yeah exactly <laughs> so last rapid fire-ish question mm-hmm. what is one movie that always makes you cry because you don't really cry. I don't cry. Um, I feel like this is cheating because it's it's a documentary, mm. um, and it's so sad that I don't know how you wouldn't cry. It's kind of cheating. Um, but it would be Dear Zachary. Okay, a letter to a son about his father. I think is the the full title, but it's called Dear Zachary. Um, a doctor is murdered by his ex-lover um and she flees to canada and they cannot extradite her back here and when she's in canada kind of awaiting trial because everybody knows she did it um she discovers or they find out that she's pregnant with his child so his parents that was their only son their only child so they move to newfoundland to try to gain custody of this baby Um, But the court systems up there at the time were kind of um, messed up Mm. and they let her basically be free on bail and they had to stomach, they had to do like visits, like she had custody of this kid still, even though she's on trial for murder and everybody kind of knows she did it. Um, But she was allowed to have custody of this kid, of this baby, and the grandparents had to basically stomach a relationship with the woman that they know murdered their son. Mm. It's a very in-your-face um, – this is like the first real thing that this director did, um, Kurt Keene, I think Keene is his last name. And so he he went all the way all, like over to London. He went all over the country um, and took video footage of different people who loved um, – David Bagby was the man who was killed. So they he took like all his video because he was compiling like all this stuff so that the kid could one day know his father mm. because his father obviously was killed before he was born. So he was like compiling this like all this like footage of different people saying why they loved his dad. And then it gets worse. And I don't want to tell you. And then <laughs> it, it gets just gets worse. terrible. But it's just everybody's just heartbroken. And, sure. and it's just like a just a, a study of grief and resilience. Um, but also how the justice system sometimes can uh, not be great. So gotcha. it's one of those where you're just angry the whole time sure. as well. But angry. then you're also, you're just, it's just Angry, like, sad tears. Yes. So yes. that one always makes me cry. But I feel like it's cheating because it's supposed to make it's, me cry. <laughs> yes. That's not, that's not like the notebook type right. of answer. That's, what movie uh, makes you cry? The notebook? Um, 
<clears throat> no. So do you want to know the movie that I've seen a hundred times and I cry every time? Yes. Uh, it's And it's a very specific spot. It's at the end when Sean Astin runs on the field and Rudy. Yeah. Oh, it makes me cry too. Oh, uh, like I've seen it a hundred yeah. times. Yeah. And when he runs on the field, when he gets the sack, mm-hmm. when John Favreau is yelling in the stands yeah. about being the wild man now, I'm like almost tearing up now just thinking about it. I was like, it. are like, you crying it is, it is, I don't know what it is yeah. because I've seen it 70 times. No. I, I will still, if you put it on right now, I would tear up. Yeah. I don't know. You know, there, no, there are definitely movies like that. Have you seen Inside Out? Yeah, the animated, animated yeah, one. Yes, yeah. Every time Bing Bong mm. fades away and yeah. says, take her to the moon for me. I don't. I've, that makes me cry every time too. I don't cry as uh, I don't. I cry more at um, emotional accomplishments than I sure. do at moments of sadness. Like if something, if a I'm movie sure that is says sad, something about it, you. maybe it does. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all you psychologists, yeah, wait exactly. But um, if if someone like achieves something great, sure. like you know, yeah. Will Smith at the end of Pursuit of Happiness, or something mm-hmm. like where it's just like a, yeah. a achievement, and it's that type of emotion, I'm much more likely to cry than I am from a sad movie. And t- yeah, I would say typically I am like that too, yeah. except but, for Dear Zachary. That one just gets me, but. There are there are moments, of course, in in plenty of things, but um, that moment in Crash that makes me cry every time. Have you seen Crash? I have seen Crash. I mean, it's not the well, anyways. Right. The movie itself is, <laughs> you know, um, but that moment when you, the little girl where you think she gets shot. Oh yeah. yeah. And it just like the camera zooms in and his face, Michael Pena's face, sure. And he just like thinks his kid got killed, and it's like the most. Ugh. I just remember yeah, it just yeah. is like literal gut punch every single time. Yep. That's a good one. But then if he like sacked someone in the football game, I'd, then, probably, be, I'd probably be more likely to sobbing, cry at that point. Sobbing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, obviously you're going to be a large part of everything we're, we're doing on this channel yeah. and, and talking more about kind of our journey and yeah. uh, filmmaking and how, how we are going to go about doing it. So um, yes. I'm excited for us to kind of, lay it out there for people and, and just kind of talk about what we're learning as we go. So exactly. Yeah. I'm really glad that we got to talk and go through some of your thoughts on things and some things I learned that I didn't know. Um, now so, you know. so now I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, thank you. I'm excited too. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Ashley. Thank you. Thank you everyone for listening. Uh, let us know what you thought. You can reach us at indefinitive.com and send us your comments, questions, or just stop by to say hello. Also, please remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you got your episode and leave a review. It really helps people find the podcast. Finally, remember to connect on social media. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok as at Indefinitive. That's it for today. We'll see you in two weeks. Indefinitive.